and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's right, I'm on the road again. I'm serving funnies on the road again. I'm coming to your town, I'm telling all my jokes, making fun of farting in my girlfriend's apartment. That's right. I'm on the road. I'm coming to your town. If you're out there, if you're looking to come out, we got a lot of good shows coming up. I'm coming to, uh, let's take a look, Dallas. Um, we're going to Raleigh, Dallas, Kansas City. Come on out, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. All my dates, all the ticket links, you can go right there. Patreon, we love you, Patreon. Keep subscribe. If you're not a member of Patreon, you're missing out. That's really where I let it fly. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. The Luxury Lounge. I make fun of the luxury issues. One more email. We do one long email I would never do on the show. And then Coffee with J-Train. That is just, you're taking a slice out of life with Coffee with J-Train. So Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Also, I'm on YouTube. So you can see what a beautiful hotel room I'm in. You can watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. And Bachelorette season is approaching. I'll be doing a YouTube uh, talk show. That's, this is what's going on. I'm, I'm going to do The Bachelorette. The live stream will be on Instagram per usual. And then I'll be saying, hey, Instagram, come follow me on YouTube. And if you're a late, you know, late night person, you can go onto my YouTube page and watch me do a rundown of the show right away that night. So YouTube.com slash Jared Freed. We're doing a lot of stuff. I'm putting out a lot of goods. And all you got to do is tell a friend, tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister. You already do it. Thank you. Totes Breach, I appreciate you telling a friend. All you got to do is comment. It is the easy. I'm making it easy on you. I'm putting out Instagram videos every day, and all you got to do is a little at sign, first letter that pops up. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Very excited about today's guest, an OKP on the show, a fantastic comedian, an entrepreneur, a producer, a man of, of, of many names, but also a man of the world. Ray Allen, thank you for coming on. Hey, hey, Train. I'm very happy to be here. And I have to say, I love uh, I love uh, having coffee with you. It's always nice to sit and have a coffee together with you and chit-chat. I, I Listen, if you don't follow Ray already, at Ray Comedy on Instagram, he's so funny, so great. Ray, how have you been? It's been a while since you've been on the show. And for those that don't know, you're an OKP, original key player. You've been on before. You know what we do here. But you, uh, you do shows... The you know I want to hear about Aruba Ray. You do shows in Aruba for like yeah. six months of the year, and you know this whole thing hits, and it's like what you ran to Aruba. You're like I'm going to the islands. The mayor needs to go back to town. I had to check out. I was in New York, uh, March, April, May, June, and I that's when I learned how to grow a beard, which is whatever. Uh, let, let me just tell the people: if you're not watching on YouTube, you are not getting the pleasure of Aruba Ray's beard. This is. You're like John Slattery. You got the <laughs> you're the silver fox, baby. I don't know what happened here. My my hair is dark, but this is what it is. What it is. Yeah, the, you have like uh, you have an ombre thing going on with that beard. I really do. I'm thinking of putting some yellow highlights in the cheeks. You could. You it goes. It it it's almost like you dipped your chin in 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 gray, and then <laughs> it's like it's like a beautiful latte that you painted on your face. I love it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Also, back uh, around the, the last week of March, 
I painted those on the wall. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Aruba Ray has uh, the the apartment from Kiss the Girls. It, it looks like <laughs> this looks like. I, I think that's the right reference. It looks like this is where people are brought. Um, after they've been taken from their family. This is like Ow. the apartment. Well, it does look like the apartment from the Mel Gibson movie uh, where they take the kid and they're like, get in the bedroom. The inspiration for it. Well, first of all, I was, I was losing my mind sitting here. And you should never spray paint a room in your apartment that you sleep in. That's a, a healthy. I mean, uh, this background, you're, you, this wall is actually crazy. I, I can't. <laughs> what made you go with the hearts, the multicolored hearts? Well, there's, a, there's this artist named James Goldcrown, and he spray painted like hundreds of hearts down a Lower East Side on a brick wall. And it's called the Love Wall. And it. And it <laughs> It's huge. It is huge. It became. Yeah, it's this, but you're not James Gold uh, Goldschlager. I know I'm not James Gold Crown, but I needed something to do. Yeah. And I thought, oh, why not? That? So I painted like you know 15 hearts, and at yeah. that point you're like, okay, I'm about to faint. I can't do what he did, which would be, you know, hundreds of them. I got to. Sure. So that is what it is. That is uh, the most hilariously Jewish reason to stop. Ah, <laughs> oh, the fumes became too much. I couldn't do it. It was affecting my my essence. It was re it was it was. I had to say I was going to sleep in the lobby for a couple of days. That is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, it, it does look it does look like you need to do more. It, it maybe because yes. if it was full of hearts, then it would fill up the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now, then that wouldn't look and that wouldn't look serial killerish. No. I, yeah. It does look like you gave up and then got into serial killing because the painting wasn't working out. Uh, <laughs> well, serial killing you know, doesn't have any fumes. <laughs> I so some people I guess painting the wall is better. Like some people grow. I grow a mustache. Yours you know, good. You have good facial hair. I got good facial. Some people get bangs. Some people buy a new hat. And you're like, I'm going to become an artist. In yeah, the <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the Picasso of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay, so Banksy, so, so what else happened? So that, so that I leave, uh, I, July 10th, Aruba opened up their border, and I went down. There, it's not busy enough down there to do shows, but it was outstanding. For, I'm well, sure plenty of your for, listeners have been. You've come down to do my shows I've in come Aruba. down. I've times. done the shows in Aruba. They're yeah. fantastic. It is quite it is a good reason to go down. Like if you were like, I want to do a weekend, you plan it around an Aruba Ray comedy weekend. And then that becomes like a night the one of the tent poles for your vacation. It's something to do. I, and you always have great people down there, myself included, but I, I love for the people at home that don't know you are like, I call you the mayor of Aruba. You are down there. <laughs> For like six months of the year, you run the show. Everyone knows you. You're out. You're. You, you'll have a. You'll get like a rental van. You're waving out the window to the. You know the the people in the Palapas. You're 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 all over the place. So it's, when they open up the the country and they let you back in, is there a parade? How do they greet I, you? I have to say, I was the first. I was on the first flight. I was the first person off. They had a camera crew waiting outside the airport. <laughs> uh, and when I came out, they're like, you know. Welcome back. How do you feel about being back in Aruba? And I was, you know, I was practically in Wait, tears. This, I was so this, excited. This really happened? Yeah. It was a real so, thing. Oh, yeah. because you were the first New York flight that they well, would let I in. First, and they knew I was on that flight. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, we we got a guy who's coming in. He's got a great personality. He'll be great for the cameras. He'll he'll definitely do an interview. Here comes sound bites. Yeah, that's what they, I think they were thinking. So it was, it was great. So I went down there and I just kept 
just extending the trip. I wasn't working, but the water was, I mean, outstanding. The food was terrific. The I people mean, are so grateful to see Americans down there, you know? Absolutely. Plus the fact that, like, if you're going to, like, the world is depressing right now. It's more yeah. depressing than it was a year ago. Yeah. So if you're going to look at the world, why not look at that? in front of you like why not look at a beautiful ocean with a beautiful beach and like you know like all of us you know wh whatever you're doing right now it's different than it was a year ago and your outlook is different so to be able to take a few months like i've had moments where i remember i'd be looking out the window of my apartment and i would just look at the east river and i'm like i just gotta jump in that like i i just right. need to be refreshed that's gotta feel better it was it was great because I was I was doing the same thing in New York that I was doing in Aruba, which was just stuff online. But in Aruba, I could swim every day. Uh, I could go to the yeah. gym. I could go to the gym. It was great. I was eating much healthier and and better. You know, with my acai bowl, Eduardo's Beach Shack you, right there you, outside you. the door. Get an acai <laughs> bowl. So I was eating better there than I than I am here. It it was it was life changing being able to do that. So I'm I'm grateful about that. And while I was down there, I also I started this this business called Comedy Cloud. Um, Listen, Aruba Ray, you guys might not know this. He is the king of the transition. Okay, <laughs> he really knows how to run a show, and I'm so happy you brought this up because people might say you're doing stuff online. What do you do online? You were doing. I have to say that was some of the best shows I did during the quarantine. Oh, thank because you. Because I had so for the listeners at home. Ray would have these, and some of them might have watched them. So I, I would be Ray would have these comedy shows, but Ray instead of like, you know, these Zoom comedy shows, they can be tough because the timing's off. It's and you're just looking at thirty million faces just on a screen, and you have no real connection to them. So you're doing your jokes, and then you're like. And you wait a little longer and then no laugh comes and you're like, I guess that bombed, but I just waited for it to bomb. It, you know, <laughs> if it bombed in like a show, you'd like be like, OK, move on, move on, move on. But you'd like in a Zoom show, you'd be like, and I went to the park and then. <laughs> oh, OK, we'll move on now. You know, so but the thing that you did that I was great is Ray would host it and then he would go around and do crowd work at all the people that were sitting in their homes. And it was so funny because there'd be like an older, and Ray has a mailing list that he's gotten from Aruba. Obviously the people that go to Aruba are a little bit older. They're on their honeymoon or they're, uh, you know, taking a you know vacation that, you know, because they can. And these older people, you would be in a room and like, you know, uh, you know, Erie, Pennsylvania, and someone would have like a bear on the wall and yeah. you'd be making fun of them. It was so funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, it's 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 funny because I, I obviously when we work together, like at the at the comedy cellar. Yeah, I, I'm doing a lot of crowd work when I when I host a show there, and it's like, let me just bring that to the to the to the computer. Which I mean, that's a show to me. You just find being in someone's house and like making fun of their house. He, there were times where, and then Ray would like lose himself a little and there'd be like a family and you'd, you'd be like, oh, so how old's the daughter? And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I would be like, what's happening? Ray's off the, off the, off the, off the rails right now. It really, that I, I remember that moment and I immediately regretted it. I don't know. I didn't mean it. And I didn't mean it in a creepy way. I just meant like, I, no, I want to hear about the family. You want to yeah. know what's going on. And, and, and then I, I thought you, was in college and she was 14 i'm like oh okay well 
moving right. on. You know, it's yeah. like, why would you, you know, so it was just so funny to watch you, you go into people's homes and pick out the things that were funny. And then you'd like, you know, go around, Jared, what are you doing? And then I would just start yelling and ranting. And so, Ray, you'd put on these shows and now this is like a legitimate business. What are you doing? Tell the people at home if they're looking for comedy in their life, what they can do. Well, what we do, if you go to comedycloud.co, comedycloud.co okay and and what and what comedy cloud does we put together shows primarily for companies because everybody's working from home Mm -hmm. everybody feels disconnected uh working remotely and it's a great way to boost morale because finally everyone's getting together in a fun way it's the most fun you could ever have on zoom and i've done now about 72 shows 70 72 shows for different companies and they've been great they've been really wow. been a lot of fun and it's and some of these companies have employees in new york la and australia and we just figure out a time sure. where everybody can be on at the same time and it's it's really fun we've also done you know fundraisers or like a couple of private parties but it's primarily for uh for companies that want well, to reward their employees as well they really have I, a lot of fun what i love about this is there are people we are far enough out from the beginning of this mess to know that there are people that are working with people that they've never met in person. If you're right. a new, if you're a new hire, if you're the boss, if you had new people that have joined the company, if you have people that have left the company, you don't know what your team is. So right. this is such an opportunity. If someone's like, Hey, I, I know we can't go out for dinner. I can't go around the office and be like, Hey, where are you from? How old's your daughter? Like, you know, pulling a Ruby Ray. And then I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't go, um, let's do a team function. This is as much a fun team function as you can do. And you, you know, I'm sure you get, you know, you're going around doing, you know, crowd work in them and, you know, yeah. th- this is a professional experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally interact with them. And it, and the group can be anywhere from 17 people to 900. It's usually a yeah. couple hundred, but when it's a smaller group, I can talk to everybody and, and it's fun. It's also really kind of, I get a kick out of seeing how different people live. And also, uh, people will bring in their boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife sometimes, you know, so they're sitting with them watching the show. Sometimes they just have a cat on their desk, whatever it <laughs> yeah, might be. So that's the thing. And it's like, they don't notice because that's their workspace or yes. that's where they watch on the you know, the TV. But you're like the outsider coming in. And I, I just think for like a work thing where people are looking for ways, how do we connect the people that work for this company where now everyone feels so disconnected? Here's a great way. Comedycloud.co, comedycloud.co, raise the best. You're an OKP on the show. I love seeing you, even if you're in your, you know, in in your... (laughs) in your den of horrors, you know, <laughs> go on YouTube. If you guys aren't watching on YouTube and see Ray's, uh, Ray's living, you know, his art. Um, listen, we're going to go, let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Go follow Ray at Ray comedy at Ray comedy on Instagram. Go right now. Career driven. Okay. As a career driven person, Ray, we're going to bring you into this email. Jared and guest, huge fan, longtime listener of the pod, also a Patreon subscriber. I'll get right to it. My best friend is seeing a guy, and they recently had the talk to define the relationship between being a full-time grad student, finding a full-time job, and remodeling his condo. He said right now he is just too busy to be in a relationship with her. He did say he wants to continue seeing her, a.k.a. sleep with her, and see where it goes. 
So my question for you is this. Is this a valid reason to not commit to being in a relationship with someone or is this just a quote unquote reason he came up with to continue to see her with no strings attached? Thanks for the help. Ray, what do you think of this conundrum? They, she said they've been together how long? Um, my best friend is seeing a guy and recently had to talk to define the relationship. They didn't really say. And do we it's, know how, it's old, this, how old they are? Um, we don't know. This is uh, just a friend, but let's just, you know, I can't. Those are those are two fine questions because I do think, you know, if it's two months and this is his response, it's different than if it's ten months. Um, but I also do believe that if if you're if if I'm sitting here being like, well, this is a relationship to me, right? And then I'm like, I'm just making sure you're on the same page, and they go, whoa, 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 and it's like, yeah, but I'm investing time into this, so sh w what's the difference? I you know, I, it, it's a huge red flag if definitely if it's been, like you say, 10 months or a year mm. or whatever it is, that's a huge red flag that this guy is maybe has cold feet. If it's been a couple months, I do think it's possible he's still really into it, but he's just sort of like, hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I like where this is going, but let's just dial it back a little bit because I'm I do have so much going on in my plate. And But, you know, truthfully, I kind of feel like if you're really excited about this person and you know that they're adding so much more to your life that yeah you make I, it work well i i would say the problem with the talk is that it's so vague what do you mean what do you what what is the thing you want like i understand like if it's just the label and he can't do that then he's looking to have sex with other people and he's looking for this to you know if you said to me yeah they had the talk and she wants she wants to go on dates and they never go on dates. And he goes, well, I'm so busy. I would love, I'm committed to you, but right now I, I just can't, you know, I can try and do a date in two weeks, but I can't promise that every week there's going to be a date. That's a different thing. Those are two people negotiating. To me, it sounds like he's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't, you know, when you make it vague, you're going to get a vague answer. So it's like when she says, you know, seeing a guy, they recently had to talk to define the relationship. Okay, well, that's kind of, even though it's defining the relationship, it's still vague. What does that even mean? He's going to go, all right, well, why don't we see where it goes? It's like, yeah, he, you got the answer you asked for. Well, do you, do you think it's possible? Do you, do you think, I agree with you, but you, you are right. If you make it vague, you're going to get a vague answer. But do you think it is that he really is just like, yeah, I, I want to sleep with other people? Or do you think it's possible? He's like, yeah, I'm cool with, you know, just being with you. We're monogamous. And, uh, but I, I'm not looking for you to move in anytime soon. Yeah, I don't, I guess, well, because what you're saying is correct. The first thought, again, when you make it vague, then you can only think, well, well, if we're in a relationship, then we have to move in soon. You know, like one thing, this is how guys think. If we're in the relationship now, now the clock restarts towards what the countdown towards moving in. That's what. It, that's how guy. You just said the thing that would be on my mind. Oh God, she wants to be in a relationship. Okay, yeah. so that turns. Uh, uh, that but now the now the tick 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 towards sharing a bed in a one bedroom. Yeah. So, but I. So I, that's why I'm. This whole vague thing is always going to trip you up. If she was like, "Hey, I want to move in," then he would go, "I'm not ready to move in with you." Okay, well, now that's a different conversation. That's not about what is this. That's two people who uh, believe that they, you know, that if he looked at you, if you said, I want to move in, then I looked at you and I go, 
That's crazy. Well, now you know you're on two different pages. Like, right. The more right. specific you are, the more of an answer you're going to get about what the relationship is. Right. And has it even been established that are they are they being exclusive? Are they definitely? Do they have the conversation that they're not sleeping with other people either? That well, that's the thing. That that again, that is more that is more defined than a label on the relationship. She writes us uh, uh, something very interesting, and this is the friend asking this. Is this a valid reason to not commit to being in a relationship with someone? I. What do you mean? What do you think of the validity of someone's reasoning? I, well, if if he said, what do you say? He's he's in grad school, and but did, but did, what were his reasons? Grad school? Did he say renovating his apartment? Grad school, remodeling the condo, and finding a full time job. Okay. So like, but all of those reasons. Remodeling the condo, that one, that one, I feel like was like well, that was a little bit of that was a garnish on top of this, this bullshit entree. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, or uh, if you're asking for him to not have sex with people, and it's like, good, you're too busy to have sex with other people, so you're just having sex with me. That's what I right. need to know. Right. Um, but if you're asking for someone to like go on more dates, then I would go, okay, well, he's remodeling the apartment, so maybe he can't do he can't he maybe he can cook for you instead. Like that's when it becomes. To me, there's a difference between putting up your your hand as a get you know a stiff arm, yeah. and 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 bringing in someone for a hug. Yeah. To me, this is more stiff arm than hug. Like Look, the, the the idea that like it isn't a valid reason. Well, who, valid for who? For her to go tell her friends? Like, he, I don't know what does she want. That's right. You have to be more clear. And look, this guy is is looking for a full time job. He's finishing up school, and he has to dust off his CD collection. So you know, <laughs> he just he doesn't have time. He's putting he's pumping up all, all putting air in all of his basketballs and volleyballs. He doesn't have time. That's right. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Postmates. With everyone stuck at home and every day feeling just like the last, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. The most exciting part of the day is when a fancy new sandwich arrives at my door. I love food, and that's why I love Postmates. I love Postmates, people. I love what they do. They're doing non-contact delivery. They do Postmates pickup. Uh, so you can order from your favorite mom-and-pop spots and they'll also pick up from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and really anything you need, they'll bring it right to your door safely, which is an amazing thing right now. Also, when I travel, it's nice to have Postmates to pull up to see what's open right now. So there's a lot of times where you'll get your mindset in a place and then all of a sudden they go, you, you call them up and it's like ringing 30 times. You're like, oh, damn it. Now I don't have, I got ahead of myself. Postmates never lets you do that. You pull up the app, all the places that are open are right in front of you, all the places that are closed, it tells you how far away. It's really a great system that they've created. And we want to give you some free money. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app, use code JTRAIN, 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 JTRAIN. That's code JTRAIN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. We are sponsored, people. The JTRAIN podcast is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. If you're still throwing money at a high-interest credit card every month, it's time to check out Upstart, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score. Find out how low your Upstart rate can be today. So I'll say this. I love what Upstart's doing because it lets you investigate to see 
if you can find an extra 20 bucks in your pocket. That, that's really, if you think of it that way, this is the this is the financial version of checking all your winter coats to see if there's any change in those pockets. Because if you're paying uh, an interest rate of any kind, if you're paying credit card debt or multiple credit cards off, let's see what that rate is. Let's put all, let's 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 do the math and then compare it to the upstart rate because upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Skip the bank, it's completely online loans from 1000 to 50000. So that means you might have a rate that's based off of other factors. Upstart is going to look at your look at you or your profile and maybe give you some money off that you would have been kind of throwing away because Upstart can have, help you pay it back in a different way. So they make it fast, simple, easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. That's the biggest thing of, of the whole thing. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. Best part, the once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. That's what I'm talking about. If you got a bunch of debt, let's make it one payment to one place, and maybe it's at a better rate than you're paying now. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot. Hurry. To upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Upstart.com slash JTrain to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit rate. Only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Here's the part the lawyers make me say. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Ray Ellen. Hilarious comic. I love Ray Allen. At Ray Comedy on Instagram. ComedyCloud.co. Go, go, go. If your business, if your company, if your team is looking for a comedy show, this is a great opportunity to bring the group together in disconnected times. How about this one? How to get my annoying neighbor to stop bothering me. It's a lifestyle question. I love a lifestyle question. Yeah. My roommate and I just moved into a new apartment. We have a very annoying neighbor. The day I moved in, the downstairs neighbor knocked on our door and told us that we have been making noise for weeks and she needed to see what we were doing. I told her I am moving in so that could be the noise, but it would be over today and that my roommate has been moved in for a few weeks, but that I doubt she's making that much noise since she's out working for the majority of the day. She was convinced it was us and told us that we needed to be quiet. Fast forward a week, I'm at, my, I'm at work and my roommate comes home for the day. A few minutes after she gets home, the woman's daughter comes and knocks on the door and says we're making too much noise and that she hears a dog, even though dogs are allowed at our apartment buildings, but we don't have one. My roommate told the woman that she just got home a few minutes ago and we don't have a dog, so she really doubts that it's us. The woman continues to say that her mom came up earlier that day to complain to us, about, but we didn't open the door. Neither of us were home. They are convinced we are the ones making noises, even though it scientifically cannot be us. So my question is, first, what the fuck? <laughs> and second, how should we deal with them? We are debating emailing the leasing office because it's starting to feel like they are harassing us. Any advice would be greatly appreciated as we are at our wits end and really like the apartment other than the annoying neighbors. So, Mr. Allen, what do you think? First of all, I love that you really you truly have become 
the the dear Abby of the 21st century. It's, that's right. It's phenomenal. It is dear great. Flabby, that's me. <laughs> the people come to you for all sorts of advice, not just dating. I, no, not just dating. I love a lifestyle question. I've always said on this show, these are the type of things I like to sink my teeth into. This is like classic sitcom issue. I mean, this is literally yeah. a premise from the sitcom Friends that went on from you know season one through season right. ten. You yeah. know, the neighbor that was knocking on the door and then they knocking on the ceiling, and then they realized that like for whatever reason. Just even, uh, uh, you know, a soft footstep made huge noises. Have you dealt with a neighbor that is annoying? Yes, I have. I have okay. a neighbor who is. So most of the people who live in my building, they, they own their apartments and they can, mm. you know, and they can do horrible things to the walls if they so choose. They can <laughs> they can do they can, they can paint to their heart's extent, you know, whatever, whatever you'd like. Do. Yeah, go nuts. But there's a couple people who've been here for like for, I don't know. 30 years and like they're rent controlled and mm. and they're not going anywhere and you can't just throw people out and they are horrible horrible neighbors they well really I, I i i don't mean to to besmirch a group but the rent controlled people that have been there forever are generally tough to deal with and in, in most situations because they are they almost all the rent control people in New York almost look like they grew from the ground. They look like they grew from the soil of like Central Park and have just been living there for years and years and years. And like a lot of them, because the rent is so low, they like they're just like their whole life is this apartment. It becomes everything about them. And they really feel like they deserve answers from everywhere. Right. I, I, this, this particular couple, and what's crazy is, is that if you met them, you you'd look and be like, "Oh, these seem like smart, decent people. Maybe I'd be mm. friends with them." Or blah blah blah, and and it's just like I, I don't quite understand. Like they 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 have zero compassion for any other neighbor. I mean, the the stuff that you hear coming through this apartment is just, and they're down the hall from me. I don't know what mm. their immediate next door neighbor does. So I, I always thought you ever watch the movie, the hunger games, you ever read the books, the sure. hunger games, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you know, like the, um, the former contestants, you know, like yes. the, the guy, yes. you know, the people that used to be in, that's how I, the, it's like, and they're, they're all like, they're drunks and they're, they're eating everything and they're cocky and they're, they're, they're kind of a, this like eccentric person, the people that had won the hunger games in the past. That's how I think of rent control people. Like they all kind of are these quirky, like, oh, I was tribute once and now I get to live this weird lifestyle, right? And now, now I have a three bedroom for $130 a month <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, the, in the village. Um, so I basically, I asked them to their face politely. I said, you know, hey, you know, I, I sleep, you know, a little later. Can, can you not sing in the hallway at seven in the morning? They least, sing in the hallway? Yes. This guy's out of his fucking mind. Um, so wait, then, he leaves his apartment yeah. and he starts like me, 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 Basically, like that. Walking down the hallway and it's a nice building. The hallways, there's a, they echo, the, the acoustics are magnificent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why, maybe that's why he's singing. He's like, I got to hear myself in these it could beautiful be. hallways. Warm up. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So I, I asked politely, I've slid a, a note under the door. Hey, could you please, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And eventually got to the point where another neighbor came to me and was like, hey, are you making all this noise? Because they, they assume I live alone. They think I'm having, you know, 
having parties or whatever. I mean, they've seen your walls and how they're painted. They can only assume that all the drugs are being done in your apartment. Oh, they all think this is a coke <laughs> den. Yeah. Uh, so they're just like, uh, so people are starting to think it's me. And like, and my, my floor is very mixed it's, uh, as far as the, the types of folks that live here. But it's, it's a lot of couples and, you know, whatever. But um, so that's when I, I, I just called the, the management company. And I was like, mm-hmm. look. I need you to step in and do something. And that's what this person should do. They should either call the management company. If the person is renting, they should call the owner of the apart- of the apartment if they're renting mm. from a private person versus or a management company. If this person is the owner, then you call the condo association or the co-op association. If it gets really bad, you have to ask like the president of the co-op or condo or management company yeah. to do something about it. Yeah, you kind of have to trust that their crazy will show through. That yes. that that that's you know you have to be so calm yep. and so collected because you guys are new to this situation. Again, just like in Ray's building, where it's like finally the level-headed people come together because level-headed people find each other and they go, "What the fuck is wrong with this crazy?" Yeah. So I I think like chain of command as like as slow as that feels. That is the way that gets things done. Because right now, if you go to this person is obviously not in their right mind. If they're accusing you of having a dog when you don't have a dog, they're saying you've been loud for weeks when you've been there a day and there was only one person there for weeks. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, this person's saying it scientifically can't be us. So, which I appreciate because that is, you have to be almost so honest and calm. That that other person, because the liar always shows himself. The crazy always comes out. So you go to the booking management and you tell them the story that you told us here. Hey, like I'm not mad. Don't you? You have to be unoffended. You have to be so unoffended that like, hey, I I'm just like, we moved in. Here are the dates. Here's the facts. We moved on this date. They told us we had a dog. Um, I'm not sure if other people are having an issue with them. We haven't made any noise. I'd be happy to invite you over, and you can see kind of how a day goes here. I'll even run a recorder for 24 hours. You'd be so upfront because what happens with crazy people is they go, they're making a lot of noise up there, and, the, and then they go, okay, well, we got one side that says no noise. We got one side that says noise. And then they go back to the no noise side, and they go, hey, they said you're making noise, and you go, we're, we're not. And then they go back to the noise people, the crazy people, and they go, what noise are you hearing? They go, we hear a dog. And they go, they hear your dog. And they go, and, and you go, well, we don't have a dog. And then they go, and then they go back and then they go, they say they don't have a dog. And then the, that person goes, and it's barking every five minutes. And you go, oh, that's the crazy one. The, you know, they will figure it out on their own. You don't yeah. need to tell them that they're crazy. You need to just state facts, stay calm, and just... Hey, here's what's going on. And I love that you said, because you go to management, going to these people when they're in the land of craziness, it's only going to get crazier. They're only going to get more, you know, uh, fists up and in the sky, you know? And you don't want to get into a a contentious situation with this neighbor because, especially if if you both own your apartments or you're both, neither of you are planning on moving anywhere. You then have to deal with this person after the facts. So you don't want to get into yeah. a shouting match with them. You don't want because to because they ugly. crazy people go to shout town. Correct. Because then you don't want to be when when I see two people screaming at each other in the street. I go, those are two crazy people. When I see one person screaming and then and then another person being like, 
walking away going, I got to go. Wow, that crazy person's yelling at the normal person. The optics matter here. You don't want to rise up with them. You go to management. You talk it out with them. They'll, fig- they, they'll figure out that these people are out of their minds. Yeah, they will, they will discover that that barking dog was actually <laughs> the other neighbor watching Animal Planet on a really high volume. Yeah, J-Train Podcast at Juma.com, J-Train Podcast at Juma.com. Here with Ray Allen, at Ray Comedy, good friend, hilarious comic, Aruba Ray. He's down in Aruba. The shows are coming back, right? They're going to come back. Yes, we are starting up again. So we typically do shows January, February, March, July into August, November uh, into December. Now we are planning on starting December 1st. There we go. And go all the way through until April 1st. So December, January, February, March. And maybe uh, you, if you want, you can come down in December if you want to come down. You want to perform maybe over Christmas? I love a Christmas show. How much fun would that be? That would be great. I would love, listen, people, laughter lives, Aruba lives. You got to go. You got to share. It's such a fun experience. I love going down and hanging out. Also, comedycloud.co. Go, 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 go. What am I missing here? Jared, longtime listener, first time writer. Your podcast has seriously got me through 2020 and wanted to thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Situation. I'm a 25-year-old girl dating a guy in his mid-30s. We started hanging out at the very beginning of the year. Things were going great, although early on, he would make comments about not wanting to call us exclusive despite the fact that we weren't using condoms and that he wasn't seeing anyone else. We hung out on Valentine's Day and almost every weekend, sometimes both nights, before COVID hit. Once COVID started, we both moved home to our parents' houses. Uh, But I visited him a few times, met his family. He has never met mine. Now that we are both in New York, we basically hang out every weekend, and he takes me to nice dinners, makes time for me on the weekends, and rather than hanging out with anyone else, yet still won't call us exclusive or what I want which is boyfriend girlfriend it's been nine months now i have feelings for him and have expressed this to him multiple times he said he's not ready for anything yet even though he really cares about me i think i have already answered my own question like you talk about a lot but i should i end things given some sort of ultimatum or wait it out longer i've never felt like this about anyone so letting go is harder than normally would thank you so much keep doing what you're doing so this is i like that we've done both of these emails to me, this girl is asking for exactly. This woman is asking for exactly what she wants. She wants a boyfriend. She has made it clear to him. He has said, "I don't want that." Um, to me, what do you think, Ray Allen? I, I I have some opinions, but I want to hear what you think. I have been in this situation. I mm-hmm. have been been this guy. She should leave. She she should get out yeah. because he either. <clears throat> is not ready to, if he says he doesn't want a girlfriend, he just wants to keep screwing around with other women, right? Mm. Uh, Or in his head, he thinks to himself, well, I want to get married when I'm 45 and and I don't want to be thinking about this now. Or he thinks to himself, yeah, I like this girl and I do care about her. She's not the person that I plan on being with long-term. I wish there was like other little details. Like, Sure. Do, do we know where they live, Jared? New York. They do live in New York. They're both in New York. She's got to go. She's got to go. go. She's got to leave him. Here's, um, I agree with what you said. I've been this guy. I've been this guy. And what he's doing is he's not afraid of losing you. Like you said, you said you brought this up and then... Now you're back to just what you were like you brought this up. You said 
my standard is that I'm having basically she does give enough details. She's like, we ha- we don't use a condom. He's not dating anyone else. And you go, well, at this point, this is a re- I-, I would say this is a relationship for me. I consider you my boyfriend. And if he said no to that, I'd be like, OK, well, then I got to go. I-, I have to find someone because obviously we're on different pages. I mean, at this point, would you not break up with me? Like, I would ask that. I would be like, would you just ghost me at this point? We've been dating for nine months. Um, I want my life to move on. And here's a very important part of her email. I'm a 20. Uh, I'll give you the most important part. COVID hit. Once COVID started, we both moved home to our parents' houses. He's 35 years old. Okay. And he moved home to his parents' house. I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but there's something very telling about that. That means he is not growing up. He is not looking to be an adult. He's not looking to be on his own. And I don't think it's about fucking other women. I think you signify a move to the next phase of life for him. And he's avoiding that. Again, we said this before. When the, when, when the boyfriend, when, when you guys stop the clock, when, when boyfriend, girlfriend hits, the clock restarts for the move in. So he's going, oh my God, life is coming at me. And I have to make a decision if I want to move forward with this person or not. And you don't seem to be moving away from him after not getting what you want. So he doesn't really trust that you'll leave him. Right. And, and, and the other thing is, is that, I mean, as far as him moving home, I mean, look, if his parents have, you know, 30 acres in Southampton, yeah, I'd move home too. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I, I just think that's like telling, like, like, like you're 35 and you're like going home, you don't like... And also, yeah, and obviously, if he does, assuming he has a job, he can work remotely. And and the reason I'd asked before is he live in New York because, you know, as you know, people in New York tend to settle down when they get older, especially guys. Mm, I mean, sure. You know, so, yeah, he, he you guys clearly want different things or he wants these things with a different person as much as, you know, that doesn't feel good to hear. And I've been on the receiving end of that. Everybody has, you know, we, we all yeah. on both sides of this coin. Um but yeah, he 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 really doesn't uh, he doesn't want to go to the next level. So. And she's got and and you know what you've said your the, the the problem with being honest is that now you have to like you have to like you know you you got to go with you you you've you put down your your you've put down your card. He declined your card. Okay, it's time to walk away. You don't go looking through your purse for other cards. You know, like it's time to move on from this and. You know, I don't want to give her. She's like, I've never felt this way about this another guy like this, and it's like, I I feel for you, um, but you know, you're gonna be here another month resenting him for you making the decision to be in less than what you want, mm-hmm. and that's what has to happen. J Train Podcast at Juma dot com, J Train Podcast at Juma dot com. Here with Ray Allen, I got a dating question for your podcast. This is what this one's titled. I she says. Love hearing all your dating advice. Here's one that I don't think has been covered yet. Any insight would be great. Okay, we've covered a lot of questions. So for us to have not, why don't men want to be set up? I'm single, attractive, so I've been told, woman in her 30s. Over the past few years, I've had friends try to set me up entirely on their own, Enough, uh, although I've always been open to it. There have now been four times where a friend asked a man they knew if they'd be interested in meeting me. In all cases, the men had been shown my Facebook profile or IG account, so they knew how I looked. All of the men said they were interested, were given my number, and were told that I was interested in chatting too. 
However, not one of these men ever ended up asking me out. Two of the men never texted, and the other two reached out and texted for a week, but never initiated a date. The texting was just casual, getting to know you, chatting. There were definitely nothing that I said that could have scared them off. After doing online dating for so long, I was excited about the possibility of meeting someone through friends, but it seems these men were just as bad as the men on the dating apps when it came down to wanting to meet. What gives? My guess is that many men don't like the added pressure of being set up because maybe they can't ghost you or do the normal F-boy behavior. If there are higher expectations, they know it will get back to you or mutual friends. Can you confirm or deny? So what do you think? You know what? This is actually, it's a very interesting question. Yeah. I happen to really like being set up. Yes. I I don't think this is a male-female issue as much as it's a human issue. Right, because I think being set up is great. So do these guys not want to get set up? I mean, maybe all four are just incredible players and they have so much on their plate and they just don't have time. But sure. I think I would much rather meet somebody who's a friend of, of yours or your girlfriends or whomever than meet somebody on an app. For, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's Here- great to have that endorsement. The, the big problem I do have is that – I've had I've had people say to me, "Oh my God, you have to meet my friend. She is great." And then mm. you, you go out and you realize, no, 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 she's great for you as a friend. Yeah. But she's not great for any man as a girlfriend. <laughs> so two very different yeah, things. Well, the, the you 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 learn in your single life that there are just people that are bad at setups. They don't yeah. think of the whole story. Right. They think of the only the thing they see, or they don't think of the match. They just say, "Oh, you're a man." Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. You're both straight. Go. This is a match. Like, right. no, some people are very thoughtful. I would say any setup, you know, she is right that there's added pressure on a setup. She's blaming it on men, but I would say on anybody. There's added pressure because you have a friend. And it makes sense. Like, all of these guys are based on her email that she had four times where a friend asked a man if they knew they'd be interested in meeting. In all cases, the men had been shown my Facebook profile or IG, so they knew how I looked. All the men said they were interested. So they were interested. This, to me, there's no difference between a dating app and meeting through your friends. In the, in, in the one example, there's no difference between dating app and meeting through your friends because you don't know someone's whole situation. When you get introduced to someone, when you match with someone, you're at the tip of the iceberg. You get the picture and you get a little blurb that they wrote. You don't know the bottom of the iceberg, the one that's below the water, the, the other person they're texting, the person that they have a sexual relationship, the, you know, the, the everything else that is so important to want to go on a date with you. And when you're on a dating app, they can look over those other things because nobody knows the rest of the story. There's no one to be hurt by that. So it's not that they can ghost easier on a dating app, which is true, or they'd be a fuckboy. They also, they don't have to answer to someone else, oh, why'd you do one date and you went well and then you don't want to go? Well, I'm having sex with like three other people right now and it wouldn't be fair. You know, people are just going to go walk towards that mountain a little bit slower than they would. So with with the people, like these men were, were looking to be set up, but you have to, I think this is like, it's like, um, I think when it's on a dating app, there's way more that you'll allow in. When it's through a friend, you have to really feel like this was nailed for you to even 
go out on the date. You know what I mean? I do think that there's an additional layer of hope if it's coming from a friend. Because oh, totally. You know, because your friend's saying, I have people, guys, you should meet. That almost implies that these guys really also want to meet someone. So sure. That they're then gonna that they're gonna connect. Well, th- and that and that extra and that extra endorsement level also makes you like, oh, there's something here because a lot of people no. are on apps. I think with hope, and they get upset sometimes, even though there's zero emotional investment. Just they're they're uh, upset on the dashed hope. Yeah. Well, this is I, I agree with your point completely. That's because that's why the setup. That's why she's emailing in. She's emailing in because she's like. Holy shit, four men that I like had a higher hope for because they are recommended by a friend have bailed on me. And it's like, I'll take her at her word. Her word is that there's nothing I could have said that would have chased them away. I believe that. She, I'll take her at her word where she's like, I'm, I'm a pretty attractive person. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's true. I am also sure that she was like, holy shit, these are four men that are closer to the center of my bullseye because they're recommended through someone else. The other thing that I'm positive about is these men took way more precaution to go on a first date with them, with her than they would have if they had just met her, if they had just met her out of the blue. Right. So, Uh, so that precaution, it's a weird thing because on one side you have this hope, you're like, these are perfect. And then you have the other side, you have these thing of going, well, I better be f- – I, I think men are really – if I was to make this male-female, I do think men are way more uh, fearful of being the one to disappoint a woman because, listen, men are more likely to dump – to be the one that ends the relationship. Men are more likely to get blamed at the end of the relationship. Uh, if you think I'm – if you think uh, that's not true, then go look at divorces and who ends up paying alimony. Like – this is just kind of the way it works socially. So I can understand a man would have less, would be less likely to just run towards it when also knowing also men don't have as many friends. That's the other thing. So if they have a friend that's fixing them up, they're like, well, I can't lose one of my three friends that I talk to. Right. Yeah. Cause you, you absolutely run the risk of disappointing the person that you've been set up with. And then also disappointing the person that set you up. I mean, I, I was once set up on a date and like she was perfectly nice. But mm. to me, I, I it wasn't there was nothing there. And the, the, my friend who's fixed me up, she she was so mad at me. I can't believe you don't want to go out with Julia again. And I was just like, I know I, I and they, do, they, they do take it personally. And a lot, of, especially if a woman sets you up. And that's kind of the we don't know the the sex of the person setting them up, but like if a woman sets you up, they're like it's almost like personal to them sometimes. Like yes. if they're a bad setup person, they'll go, "How could you? You don't like them? Well, if you don't right. like them, what do you think of me?" It becomes, and I know this isn't fair to do to every woman, but I'm saying I've been in that position where it's like this woman wants to set you up, and you're like, "Eh, I'm not in." They're like, "Why?" I mean, I used to have that with my mom. My mom would and I would go shopping for clothes, and she would be like. Why don't you like those pants? And I'd be like, I just don't like the pants. And it's like, well, why? And I'm like, it's not personal. I'm not trying to like, tr- I'm not turning you down. I'm turning down the pants. Do you want me to spend $50 on something I'll never wear? Or do you want me to get to the pants that I really like? So right. it's like, and so this happens, it happened with my mom in the store. It could happen with the, you know, the person that tries to set you up. It's it, it's just, 
again, there's just and and men we're all wusses. We all don't want to be that guy that's like the dumper, the ender, and we're put in that position a lot. Totally. You want to hear something crazy? Is that I had a woman want to set me up with someone that I had already dated, like who I okay. and I had a, and I had a pretty good relationship with her, and this woman sure. didn't, didn't know that. And she said to me, oh, you two would be perfect together. I know her and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, she didn't know that we had gone out. But, um, and in my head, part of me was sort of like, you know, I did have a pretty good time with Lisa. And uh, yeah, maybe I should give it another shot. And I'm like, no, no, this is, this person, she means well, but I've yeah. been down this road before. And so sure. even then it made me question myself. Yeah, and 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 it's like well, the world is bringing us back together. It's fate. It's one of those things. It's like no, it just didn't work out. Right. This episode of the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Fab Fit Fun. I love Fab Fit Fun. It is the perfect treat to yourself. Right now, we're all being a little hard on ourselves. All of us aren't sure about the future. We're not sure if we're doing the right things. We're not sure if we should be splurging. FabFitFun gives you the opportunity to be good to yourself once a quarter. And it's with new seasonal items at, that you get it, to discover through the FabFitFun people. What, a, what an amazing thing. Because I know how I walk through the store. I walk through the store and I say, no, nah, I don't need it. I don't need it. Maybe now, maybe next time. No, no, no. Let FabFitFun put a box together on their on their website. Put a whole little gift to yourself and unwrap it. And what's more fun than unwrapping a gift? So let's do it to yourself. FabFitFun also has a new members picks box, and it's on sale now. Whether it's the Michael Kors Passport Wallet or the Tarte Hydrating Moisturizer. Tarte! I was just corrected. The Tarte Hydrating Moisturizer. That must be a big item because Jess right away was like, it's Tarte. Okay. The Members Picks box is curated from the top-rated products from all their past seasons. So this is the best of one, people. This is the one that you're going to get all the greatest stuff, and you're going to you know, take a little dance around the, uh, the best of the best. It's the greatest hits of FabFitFun all in one box. If you haven't gotten to FabFitFun yet, this would be the time to try it. I, I got to say... I'm looking at the box now. Uh, the fuzzy slip slips, the PJ salvage faux trim cable slippers. I mean, I look like I could touch them through the screen. Um, I'm looking at the the gravity weighted sleep mask. Looks great. It, it all looks awesome. I gotta say, and also, again, these are full size, full size products. You're not getting the sample. You're getting the full-size, real deal. And you might find something that becomes a part of your life. I think that's the biggest thing. You're not going to – you know, you might get something that you go, this was nice for a couple months to use, but you might find something that becomes a part of your routine. And that's why FabFitFun is just a spectacular gift to yourself. It's a great because you get an incredible selection of amazing products all in one place. Discover new favorites without leaving your home. It's time to customize your box for the fall season. Sign up today, receive your first box, and join a community of over 1 million women who are already obsessed. Use coupon code JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN. Coupon code JTRAIN for 10 10 dollars $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. That's code JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Ray Ellen at... Ray Comedy. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. 
go, 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 at Ray Comedy, comedycloud.co. Go check out the website. Check out what he's doing. Let's do one more email. We got time? Sure. Jared, love the pod. Keep doing what you're doing. You're absolutely killing it. Come down to Miami and do a stand-up show soon, okay? I will. As soon as I get booked down there, I will be there. One of my closest friends and roommates from college, let's call her Becca, has been in a serious relationship with my husband's best childhood friend. Let's call him Peter for about six years now. We are all in our late 20s. Okay, so do we understand what we got here? We got Becca is in a serious relationship with my husband's childhood best friend, uh, Peter, for about six years. Late 20s. Becca has revealed to me that she and Peter had talked at length about taking the next step in their relationship, getting engaged, buying a home, getting married, etc. And they both wanted the same things in life. Great. We recently found out through a mutual friend that Becca threw Peter out of their apartment and that they were taking a break from their relationship. This came as a complete shock. My husband, concerned, approached Peter and let him know that he had heard what happened and that that he was there if Peter needed him. They talked about it, but Peter didn't reveal much. This is typical. He's not uh, one to ever disclose a lot of personal details, even to his closest friends. But here's what we do know for sure. Becca and Peter have been living together in a small one-bedroom apartment in suburban neighborhood. To date, they've been living together for about a year, and it's been challenging because of COVID and quarantine. Lots of pointless bickering turned into larger arguments over problems they've brushed under the rugs. Yikes. Becca is angry and upset that Peter bought a boat with his brother, spent approximately 15000 March 2020, and is yet to propose despite him aligning on uh, despite them aligning on their goals as committed partners, yikes again. Peter apparently has money for a ring and ha- was ready to propose, but then one day they got into a fight and some shit happened, and Becca told Peter to get the fuck out. Super vague, I know. Peter's cheap and lazy and has been as for as long as my husband has known him. Both Peter and Becca love to act like they're on top and everything is all fine and dandy all the time. My question, should I approach Becca from a place of concern or just let it be? I hesitate only because I didn't find the news out from her directly, and I want to respect her boundaries if this is truly something she doesn't want to talk about. Um, what do we think? This is a- she writes, my, she writes, do I approach her and let her know that she doesn't want to talk about it and then uh, – we don't have to. Maybe she just doesn't want to be helped. I'm genuinely concerned about my girl. My husband thinks I should go for it, but I'm very, maybe too much so, hung up on respecting boundaries. What would you, your take be on this? What do you I, think? I, well, I, I think it's, it's an interesting situation. I, I think the, the just to, to go to your friend and say, I'm here for you if you do want to talk about it. I, I don't think I'd yeah. pry. I wouldn't pry. Sure. You, you know, even if you're dying for info and your husband wants more info, I, I that I would just, be a be a friend and say I'm here if you if you want to talk right. Um, yeah. What do you I, think? I, I it's interesting because a lot of this kind of revolves around the dynamic of you know like that old meme of like Instagram versus reality. You know she says um, in her email and, and uh, both Peter and Becca love to act like they're on top and everything is all fine and dandy all the time. Well, that's the emailer's perception. That is her. I uh, that that has that sentence has some sauce on it to me. Right. That's not just like like to say someone loves to act like they're on top. Do they have they ever said that to you? No, that's not something people say. They don't go. I love my life, and I love that we're always on top. And it's like <laughs> that's not how people talk. That is the emailer 
making an assumption about what that they are like to show off, which right. I take her at her word. I, I'm sure if I looked at their social media profile, I'd be like, yeah, it looks a little perfect. But that is my opinion. That is not the fact of who they are. So I, I you know, what? Does, does, does the difference make sense to you? Yes, it does. And, and yes. And when someone posts a picture of them, they're always there. It's like they're permanently on vacation and they're always smiling and happy and cheery. You can bet there's always some shit going on. But you have but the, and you have no idea when you're at the beach and there's a person at the hut next to you that's being really loud and annoying. And your thought is, wow, these are really loud, and annoying people. You have no idea what's going what's going on with them. They might this might be their big release because their their grandma just passed away and they're just being you know. They're you just have no up. idea, and, no and idea. even when someone tells you the story, yeah. she even says in the beginning of this email, Becca's revealed to me that she and Peter had talked at length about the next step, and they're going to get engaged, buy a home, and get married, and that they both wanted the same things in life. And then she wrote in capitals, "Great, like." I understand that that's kind of the the you know the 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 chicken waving its wings in the farm of life. A lot right. of uh, people when they go tell a friend, we you know especially with women that compete with their levels of relationships. Men compete with money. Men compete with other things. I'm not saying we don't compete, but when she says. Oh, we talked to, uh, like, if someone came, like, like, if I heard a woman telling another woman, oh, Peter and I, we want the same things in life, and we want to get engaged and buy a home and get married, I'd be like, Ugh, who, of course, that's kind of, that's what people do. Like, I, I was like, you don't have to say that to me. That would all be tied up in the bow of Peter and I are great. Like, so this person, I, I get a vibe from this email that these two show are a little bit show that these two couples kind of compete a little bit. I, I think that that's a, a good, that's a good insight. You know, that, that might be any, any other thing is, did, did they, you say they've been dating for six years since their early twenties. Yeah. So that means that the guy who is what, 28, 29, and maybe he, and maybe he, uh, he's the one he, he just bought a boat, whatever. Right. Sure. So, He's been with someone for six years. He's like 28, 29. Obviously, he has, he has some money to do fun things and buy boats. So maybe he's just kind of getting cold feet and is like, yeah, we all wanted the same thing. We've been saying we're, we're on the same page and so on. But maybe he's like, hey, you know what? I'm 28. I'm not ready to be with this person for the next 50 years. Yeah, that too. but that's perfectly normal. From the emailer's perspective, she's emailing him, should I say something? Yeah. The only thing the only thing I would be completely the, the only thing that like screams to me is like maybe a woman needs help is that she kicked him out of the house and they don't know the reason. That's the one part of the email where I'm like, "Hey, that is where you can say and I I'm I'm with you." You need to forget your preconceived notions. You need to forget the competition that's going on because you have to be there for serious, not for the tit for tat. Oh, we got a boat and we're getting engaged. We're buying a house that that may oh look at their Instagram life. We have a, you know, she's married. She's like, oh, we got to fucking save money and you guys get to go on boats. Put that away. Let's go to baseline. This is my friend. How you been? That's all you have to say. Right. It doesn't have to be. I heard about you and Peter, and I heard if you're close enough friends and they want to reveal that to the thing to you, how you been? 
And she says, okay. But I'm saying, especially in this type of friendship, male or female, we all have those friends that we're that we kind of like, uh, oh, I can't show them that I'm not doing, I, I have to show them that I'm doing well too. You know, we all have those friends. And I think it takes a vulnerability to go to this person and put away the knives, put away the, because I watch, like, I watch sometimes, I, I just know this, I know this dynamic where someone's like, yeah, we're going to get married and everything's great. And then you go, and we're thinking of children. <laughs> and the other person goes, and we have a trust fund. You know, like, and, and it almost, it's like, this can be a friend that you're almost like, hey, put the boxing gloves away. Uh, you need to go talk to them in a way that has no one-upsmanship. Just purely, how have you been? What's going on? Yep. Tell me about your life. And and don't even ask about Peter because then that will maybe even feel like, well, tell me about your marriage. I'll tell you how my marriage is doing. No, no, no. How you been? What's going on in your life? And then you end the conversation with, you know that you can always come to me, right? Yep. And I would ask that question. You know that I'm always going to be a listening ear. I love you. And I think showing the compassion, the vulnerability, because so much of this email has the not in this in this email it's a huge mound of bullshit we all feel and then in it is a little a little pin, a little needle in the haystack of bullshit is is that peter got kicked out of the house and we don't know the specifics to the story that could be serious. That could be something she really needs help with that you can offer a lending hand to and can make her feel better and, and just know that like, hey, the competition's over. I've taken down the, the signs. It's just us talking. I'm not going to sit here and tell you how great my marriage is if you tell me how bad things are going for you. I think that that could be that person's biggest fear, right? Yeah, I think, I think that's very good advice. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, and she almost doesn't want to, for lack of a better word, admit defeat. Like, oh, yeah. you with your amazing relationship, you won. So yeah, you totally. just to, you got to just be a really good friend and and listen and 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 be there for your for your for your for your uh, buddy, you know, for your friend. Yeah, and then you guys buy the boat secondhand and you get a good deal on it. That's right, and offer her <laughs> rides if you want to go over. Yeah, f fuck that guy. We got his boat. Let's go for yeah. a ride. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Aruba Ray, always a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Dude, thanks for having me. Let me tell you something. You are so good at what you do. Oh. And we've done, I mean, what, hundreds of stand up shows together, both in New sure. York and, and in Aruba. And it's always fun. And if any of your fans have not gotten a chance to see you live yet, this let me tell all of kind. you fans. Way too kind. Go see Jared live. He's a very funny stand-up comic. I appreciate it. Everyone go follow Ray at Ray Comedy. ComedyCloud.co for all of your online show needs. It could be a group of friends. It could be a bachelor party. That could be a fun thing. A bachelorette party. Let's do that. If you're doing a socially distant bachelorette party, what a great way to connect with people. ComedyCloud.co. Aruba Ray. He's coming back to Aruba at Ray Comedy. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next week. Boom.